It's Tuesday, November 7th, Election Day across much of America for a variety of local and state positions. Don't forget to get out and vote. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. In today's PDB, we mark one month since the brutal Hamas attacks that catapulted the Middle East into war. We'll take a look at where things stand. Later in the program, tensions rise as Iranian-backed militias escalate attacks against U.S. troops. Stern warnings and the one military response from the U.S. and Syria apparently did little to dampen Iran's desire to test U.S. resolve. And we uncover how the liberal money machine is allegedly fueling activism with ties to Hamas. Finally, in today's Back of the Brief, we'll look at how China may be using TikTok's algorithm to shape the Israel-Palestine narrative here in America. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. Today marks one month since the outbreak of the current Middle East conflict, initiated by Hamas's attacks on southern Israel. It seems like a logical time to take stock of what's transpired over the past 31 days. The Israeli death toll from the October 7th violence stands at over 1,400, with approximately 240 individuals kidnapped and dragged into Gaza as hostages. Israel has also reported the loss of 31 soldiers since escalating its military response with ground operations in Gaza on October 27th. On the Palestinian side, the situation remains dire for the civilian population. The health ministry in Gaza, controlled by Hamas, has reported more than 10,000 deaths since Israel commenced its military offensive and about 25,000 reportedly injured. Now, it's important to note, these figures have not been independently verified. However, the Pentagon offered its assessment on Monday and acknowledged that civilian casualties in Gaza are likely in the thousands, but stopped short of providing a precise count. It's also important to note that included within the Hamas-provided numbers are likely an unknown number but not insignificant number of now-dead terrorists. Strategically, the Israel Defense Forces have bifurcated the Gaza Strip and encircled Gaza City, the region's largest population center. Israeli media suggests that an IDF advance into Gaza City may be imminent. Now, Palestinian militants, having prepared for years, are likely to mount a very staunch and brutal street-to-street resistance utilizing an extensive network of tunnels for ambushes along with traps and IEDs. Israel has been clear about its primary objective, which is the dismantling of Hamas, targeting its leaders and command structure. The IDF's intermittent reports have referenced the targeting of key figures within Hamas's ranks. This past Sunday, the IDF claimed to have eliminated Well Asfa, an alleged commander responsible for incursions into southern Israel, in an airstrike. Reporting indicates that at least a dozen senior Hamas commanders have been terminated by the IDF during this past month. While Israel's actions have been focused on Hamas's military arm, the Al-Qassam Brigades, it's crucial to recognize that many of the organization's senior figures orchestrate from afar, notably Ismail Hanye 
head of Hamas's political bureau, and considered by many as the group's leader. He resides in Qatar, far from the front lines of the Gaza Strip. Hanya has been with Hamas for over 35 years, including as leader of Hamas in the Gaza Strip until 2017. At that point, he became chairman of their political bureau, at which point he relocated to Qatar, likely leading a more comfortable existence than the vast majority of those residing in Gaza. Now, Qatar has been walking a fine line during this conflict. They play host to Hamas leadership in and around Doha, while also hosting an important U.S. military element in their country. The Al-Udaid Air Base, west of Doha, is home to the headquarters of the U.S. Central Command and also the U.S. Air Force Central Command. Now, you may have noticed that none of the Iran-sponsored proxies responsible for launching almost three dozen drone and missile strikes on U.S. personnel and facilities over the past three weeks have targeted the U.S. element in Qatar. From Iran's perspective, given that Qatar allows Hamas to base some of its leadership there, they've made the pragmatic decision not to antagonize the Qatari government. All right, after the break, U.S. troops face rising dangers as Iranian-backed militias ramp up attacks. And we look at an investigation into how progressive funding is reportedly flowing into pro-Palestinian activism. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Listen, just because something is quick and convenient doesn't mean it has to be low quality, right? It's true, and that includes for fashion. Now, you may be surprised to learn that I'm known for my keen fashion sense. And to that end, let me introduce you to Indochino. Indochino makes fully custom suits, shirts, and outerwear for men and women with hand-selected high-quality fabrics. And you don't even have to leave the house to get it. Indochino's suits are designed to fit you. Everything is made to your exact measurements and customizations, and there are endless customization options to get the exact look you want. From buttons and vents to pockets and lapels, high-quality fabric and wools, linen and cotton, in different colors and patterns. There's really something for everyone with Indochino. And get this, you can measure yourself at home in 10 minutes, or you could visit a showroom for the perfect fit. Then you wear your suit right out of the box. You get measured, you send off your measurements and your choices, the box arrives, you open it up, you put your suit on, and Bob's your uncle. And you can save your measurement profile to make future orders even faster. Build yourself a luxury wardrobe without the luxury price tag. Make quality convenient with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code BAKER, B-A-K-E-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino.com with code BAKER. Welcome back. I want to turn your attention to Iran's attacks on U.S. forces around the Middle East. If you'll remember, the Pentagon has confirmed over 31 attacks now by Iranian-backed militias or proxies on U.S. forces since October 7th, injuring at least 21 service members. While the U.S. launched a pair of airstrikes as a response on October 26th, the attacks haven't stopped, and 11 additional incidents have been reported since those airstrikes. It's fair to say that the one military response from the U.S. to date did not serve as a deterrent. So far, those strikes were the first and only offensive response by the Biden administration to the Iranian proxy attacks in the region. And the Pentagon has not clarified why it focused the response solely on Syria 
rather than also targeting groups in Iraq where most of the attacks have occurred. Experts have speculated that these provocations are designed to force the U.S. to divert resources away from Israel and also to take advantage of the Biden administration's fear of escalation with Iran. Now, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, he made an unannounced visit to Baghdad on Sunday to denounce the attacks, promising the U.S. would take whatever steps necessary to protect our personnel. The visit highlighted the tightrope that the Biden administration is trying to walk as they attempt to prevent the situation in Gaza from escalating into a wider regional conflict. Blinken acknowledged that these militia groups or proxies are aligned with Iran in his remarks on Sunday, but he stopped short of blaming the Iranian regime, instead reiterating that the U.S. is not looking for conflict with Iran. It's important to note that Blinken, representing the U.S. administration, of course, only issued a warning to Iran that the regime should not use its proxies to widen the Israel-Hamas conflict. What was missing was a direct warning to Iran about attacking U.S. personnel and facilities. Despite now implicitly acknowledging that Iran is responsible for the actions of its proxies, thus, by definition, Iran is responsible for the drone and missile strikes on U.S. personnel, Blinken and the administration can't bring itself to directly warn the Iranian regime to cease and desist or they will face severe consequences. They've danced all around the issue, but after three years of being conciliatory to the mullahs and the IRGC, the White House seems incapable of drawing a direct hard line against the actions of the Iranian regime. The regime understands this and continues to test the resolve of the White House. Now, in an effort to protect American troops and deter further provocations, the Pentagon has been rapidly deploying air defense systems in the region. That's in addition to the two aircraft carrier strike groups already positioned in the eastern Mediterranean. Military experts, however, fear that the unpredictable assaults on U.S. troops will continue and could soon turn deadly. It's worth mentioning that air defense systems are reactive measures. They are not a deterrence. Now, let's focus stateside to the ongoing discord in the U.S. over the conflict. Yesterday, we discussed the pro-Palestinian rallies across the country, including a particularly aggressive one right in front of the White House. You may have already guessed that protests of these size, they're not spontaneous. They do require organizational know-how and resources. I mean, after all, it's tough to just conjure up a spontaneous gathering of tens of thousands of people and provide them with professionally printed signs and porta-potties. So, as with any good investigation, we should follow the money, meaning just who is funding these demonstrations. Well, our friends at the Daily Caller News Foundation have picked up the ball and are conducting an investigation. They are following the money. And they found a web of dark money groups with ties to the Democrat Party and liberal financiers like George Soros funneling millions of dollars into anti-Israel groups in the U.S., that includes organizations harboring pro-Hamas sympathies that have praised the terrorist group's savage attacks. One major player in the effort is the Soros-backed Tide Center, 
which sponsors organizations like the Adullah Justice Project, the Palestine Legal, the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, and the Catalyst Project. The sponsorship method that the Tides Center employs allows it to process tax-deductible donations for these groups without the legal need for them to register with the IRS. The Adullah Justice Project has been particularly active since the conflict erupted, posting pictures of Hamas bulldozers breaching Israel's border wall to their Instagram, retweeting a post calling Hamas freedom fighters, and occupying the office of a Democrat representative to demand a ceasefire. National security experts fear that these foundations, which control billions of dollars, are helping to normalize Hamas's propaganda in the minds of Americans, particularly with the younger generation. A recent poll from Quinnipiac found that only 32% of Americans aged 18 to 35 supported Israel's response to Hamas's October 7 attack, compared with 58% of those over the age of 50. Let me repeat that. A legitimate, well-respected polling organization found that only 32% of respondents aged 18 to 35 supported Israel's response to the 7 October slaughter by Hamas. It's also worth noting that ActBlue, a payment processing platform heavily used by the Democrat Party, has been busy since the October 7th attack processing payments for a wide array of groups that have either praised Hamas or defended their actions as self-defense, including Black Lives Matters and chapters of the Democratic Socialists of America. I believe it was the most excellent comedian, Ron White, who said, you can't fix stupid. Now, when you combine stupid with an overwhelming desire to feel righteous, and you combine that with a lack of intellectual curiosity and a willingness to get your news from TikTok, well, the Quinnipiac poll results, they become a little easier to comprehend. Coming up in the back of the brief, speaking of TikTok, there is a reported disparity in TikTok engagements between pro-Palestine and pro-Israel content, with concerns about the Communist Chinese Party's backed platform, their influence on American youth regarding the Israel-Palestine conflict. I'll be right back. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver, with amazing customer service and a buyback commitment. They pride themselves on top-tier products great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 
or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Welcome back. In today's Back of the Brief, the focus shifts to TikTok, a social media giant commanding the attention of over 1 billion active monthly users. Now, if you are a user of the TikTok platform, which from what I'm told is particularly trendy amongst the under 30 crowd, you may have noticed that there's a lot more pro-Palestinian content than pro-Israel. Research by Axios shows that TikTok's algorithm seems to amplify pro-Palestinian perspectives. In the aftermath of the brutal attack by Hamas, TikTok content endorsing Palestine has far and away outpassed the content that supports Israel in user engagement. During a one-week analysis, the hashtag StandWithPalestine gathered 285 million views, dwarfing the 64 million views for Stand With Israel. Now, some of this could be chalked up to the fact that TikTok users skew younger demographically. However, that's not the only possible explanation. TikTok and its algorithm are owned and controlled by a company called ByteDance, a technology business that's headquartered in Beijing, rightfully raising questions about its ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Under China's laws, firms like ByteDance may be compelled to support state intelligence work, leading to global concerns over data privacy and content control. If you get bored sometime, I suggest you take an hour or so to dive deep into TikTok's terms of agreement. As we've noted here before, China has not condemned Hamas. And TikTok's bias may just be a reflection of the country's official policy toward the Israel-Hamas war. In other words, the CCP may be using TikTok to sway American public opinion. And when I say may, well, I mean it's happening. This concern isn't some wild conspiracy theory. It's worth noting that India banned TikTok, along with dozens of other Chinese apps, back in 2020 for precisely this reason. Look, ByteDance likes to posture to the outside world that they're independent of the CCP. The reality is every Chinese company is obligated or will feel obligated at some point to assist, support, or accommodate whatever the CCP and the Xi's regime's intel apparatus requests. So the idea that the CCP is manipulating the narrative on a pseudo-state-owned social media giant to sway opinion among America's impressionable youth, yeah, 
That's not exactly a stretch. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Tuesday, 7 November. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.